You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BQL Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's get back to our recap of Week 16 as we look ahead to Week 17. And let's start with Monday Night Football, shall we? The Ravens get the upset. They cover the number. In fact, they win outright, knocking off the 49ers 33-19. Brock Purdy had a not-so-good contest, 18-32, of 255 yards. Of course, the big talking point was the four interceptions. Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries, 103 yards and a score. Lamar Jackson, 23 of 35, 252 with a couple of scores. Also carried the rock for a total of 45 yards. And then, of course, the left tackle for the 49ers, Trent Williams. He got hurt. His backup got hurt in this matchup as well. So of all of the various storylines happening for Monday Night Football, Aaron, which one stands out the most as we look ahead? Trent Williams, you know, I think you could make the argument he's the MVP of the team because remember when he was injured earlier this season and they went on like a three-game losing streak, something like that, it was not Mm -hmm. good. So as Trent Williams goes, so does San Francisco (laughs) and Brock Purdy and the run game. I just think it's a big deal. Obviously, he's never winning the MVP, but we've talked about it. You know, I covered Trent for years here, and he's a very, very important piece to this 49ers team. So if he's not good to go, look out. And and not to discredit <laughs> like what Lamar's doing as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. That performance was crucial. I mean, you needed to beat the best team in the NFC, and they did. And so his uh, MVP case looks really strong right now. Yeah, it really does. And I wonder if we can start to say, first off, if we're talking about the Ravens, that can we put this to bed that the offense absolutely needs Mark Andrews to shine. Like, I think Isaiah likely has been more than impactful given his role. He's been just fine. Uh, Let's see, 5.1 total EPA when targeted. That's really good. Also, this is not just a run-first offense by Baltimore. They can pass the football, and it can be to receivers. That's also been super impressive. I mean, you know, we've talked about Zay Flowers being really important, so that's been good. Odell Beckham has certainly has his impact. It's something where finally they have weapons, and they're using them properly. And yes, I get that Lamar Jackson doesn't have the best counting stats, and this is definitely going to be something I want to chat about with Brad Spielberger later on in the show as far as what to do about Lamar Jackson's counting stats because they don't add up to what some of the other MVP candidates have. And I think that is safe to at least admit and look at and recognize. Yet at the same time, if MVP is about, okay, a leader among men, someone who can lead his offense to successful drives and can get the overall team behind him to many, many victories, 
division titles, conference titles, whatever it is, Lamar Jackson is certainly checking all of those boxes. And it's one of those weird dynamics and conundrums where you go, okay, yes, there are quarterbacks who have played better, but they rely on Lamar Jackson a good bit more. And so how do you quantify that? How do you put that into some sort of nice, concise argument? And that really has been a challenge all season long. I mean, it's incredible. Leading the team in both passing and rushing. I mean, if that doesn't scream MVP, <laughs> what are we <laughs> doing? Whereas you look at a team, you know, like the Niners, and they've got a few guys. Like, any anyone you listen to could name a different guy that they think could be an MVP on that team. Whereas Lamar's just doing it all. And I also agree with you on Zay Flowers. I mean, he was held to just seven yards receiving, and then he had nine receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, as a rookie, I think you expect some up and down. Maybe they're still finding ways to include him and use him in this offense, but I I really liked what I saw for him. And he has four touchdowns in his past four games. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned likely, and I think Zay Flowers, you got to say stock up on him as well for this offense. No doubt about it. I kind of wish these things were a little bit sooner for him. Maybe uh, an even more impactful player. We're talking about like rookie of the year and all of that stuff. Cause uh, certainly there, there may be a ticket on him uh, that was uh, set in the preseason, (laughs) but when we're talking about the 49ers, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this out. Uh, Brock Purdy suffered a second stinger in two games Monday night. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, you know how stingers are. It could be worse, but I think he'll be all right. Uh, And then Shafter then talked about Trent Williams suffering a groin injury. Jalen Moore got a concussion. The backup Aaron Banks injured his toe. And so it may be one of those things where when we're evaluating the best offenses in football, who's just going to have a really healthy, effective left tackle? If that's all it is, because, I mean, we saw that in the Cowboys game against Dolphins, right? Like when Tyron Smith isn't out there, Dak Prescott is a completely different quarterback. He has to trust his protection because we've seen throughout his career when Smith isn't out there, he's not nearly as effective. And I think that's what we're seeing from the 49ers as well, where Brock Purdy has to trust that protection. If he does, then yes, he's a very good quarterback. But when he doesn't have that, he can't necessarily elevate everyone else's game, unlike, say, what Lamar Jackson can do if, say, someone is missing. At least you can still trust him in key spots. Yeah, (laughs) I was watching that game thinking – Cause there was a time where I was like, he's not winning MVP. And then, you know, it started to look like, okay, I was wrong. And I missed the really good number. So now I'm petty and I can't bet it. But when he had three interceptions and it wasn't even halftime, I was like, hallelujah. Like I did not miss out. Thank goodness. Like I saw a crazy story about someone who spent like a hundred grand on prop swap to buy a pretty MVP ticket recently and imagine imagine that yeah wow crazy crazy well and again we'll talk about mvp later on in the show but what's crazy to me is that like the mvp market has been really volatile right like it wasn't that long ago we were talking about Dak prescott sort of being the clubhouse leader and going all right yeah it's a really tough schedule but if he gets through it nobody's gonna beat him well turns out he didn't get through it right like he's 0-2 right now and yes they are favorites against the lions uh, but still though like that wasn't that long ago 
when we were and having these I wouldn't have been mad at the guy. It started to feel like a lock. Like, okay, Purdy's yeah. probably winning it because really no one is running away with it. And it seems like a quarterback award. So it's going to go to him. And now it's like, whoa, a lot of things changed. So. Right. Yes, all of this is true. Though, if in I if I can play devil's advocate as far as Brock Purdy's MVP chances for a moment, some of those interceptions were tip balls. Some of those really weren't his fault. And that first one, when it was a too high safety look and he was still throwing to Devo Samuel even though he wasn't supposed to, yes, that's entirely <laughs> on him. And that's one of those things where with additional experience, he probably doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. But some of those interceptions, too, were tip balls. And so I do wonder... If maybe if you didn't like Brock Purdy coming in and you see all of those interceptions, then you feel really good about the argument that you were already making. You're still clutching yeah. your priors. But I also think if you feel like that Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback, then you kind of explain away those interceptions as well. So, you know, was anybody convinced one way or the other? I'm sure a few were. But I also feel like the majority of folks who had some strong opinion about Brock Purdy, they're still believing whatever that is, even after that contest. I'm probably somewhere in the middle, like mm -hmm. not having a bet on him to win MVP, like from that perspective as a better, I'm like, oh, great. He's got three interceptions. <laughs> Whew, I didn't miss out. I don't have FOMO anymore. But at the same time, like, I am curious to see how he responds. He's still a young quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. I, I'm not going to overreact and be like, this guy stinks and, you know, go that far with it. Well, and you know how this Ravens defense is, right? Like, it's feast or famine. Either so good. Yeah. yeah, like either they're making a ton of incredible plays, getting all these takeaways and pick sixes and all that stuff. Either they're just stupid elite or they can get burned by explosives every now and again. And it just happened to be the former in this contest. And that's why next week, you know, this upcoming weekend is going to be so intriguing because they're going up against an offense that certainly is primed for a ton of explosives. And if they have enough healthy pieces there, this is going to be a really fascinating game, not just in terms of betting on that, but how we bet on MVP and other futures going forward. Like, yeah, we were treated to something really special Christmas night, but there's more where that came from. Yeah, and also, you know, they, the Ravens were handed a gift with a banged-up offensive line, and they took advantage of that. You know, had Trent finished the game, I'd be curious to see, you know, how it would have ended. But, uh, you know, hey, a little luck, too. And that <laughs> might be the story of this season come playoff time. Like, Mm -hmm. luck and health because all of these teams like have looked vulnerable <laughs> yeah and, and i know there's always like that element of luck and health in the playoffs like it, it happens every single year and that's why like sometimes we have super bowl champions and we're like them really yeah. or like when the Bengals made the super bowl like you know they were on an uptick but it felt really early for them to make it that far the following year maybe we had a little bit more confidence in them maybe even this season before joe burrow got hurt uh but sometimes that's just how it is sometimes it just thems to breaks uh but it, i completely agree that like somebody perhaps will just be healthier than everybody else and then that's how they're able to make a run. But at the end of the day, at the end of the season, we may go, eh, really? Them? I can think of like three or four better teams if they have all of their pieces, but 
that's football. That's reality. It's just kind of how this works. Uh, how about we move on now? Uh, cause Mason Rudolph, the Steelers knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals 34 to 11, uh, Rudolph 297, two scores. Do you feel like that the Steelers are still alive, uh, in this playoff hunt? Uh, even though there's certainly some teams with higher probabilities, are you still believing in Pittsburgh? Are you, are you not regretting that Instagram reel after all? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I, I still am, you know, things really did unravel after that. They're definitely not getting the one seed, but (laughs) maybe it was just a cool story. Like Mason Rudolph Christmas game, like George Pickens looked really good. He had a career performance, 195 receiving yards, two touchdowns. There was a lot to like, but this, this Steelers team overall, like, are they good? I don't know. I mean, week to week, it's just like you never know what you're going to get from them. So as a better, I don't have a lot of confidence in them anymore. Obviously, I'm still invested. (laughs) Right. Oh, you are. (laughs) um, Yeah. I don't know, man. Backing off that. Yeah, right. I wonder if this game told me more about the Bengals than it did the Steelers. Because there was a lot of hope and a lot of optimism coming in for Cincinnati. And I, I I think it's one of those things where we have to remind ourselves why a backup quarterback is a backup quarterback to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that the ceiling can't be high because certainly we've seen some backup quarterbacks who've had phenomenal performances. Like that's certainly possible. I mean, heck, Joe Flacco. I mean, we may be talking about him a lot throughout the festivities today. He is still a backup quarterback. Like, you know, I would be just shocked if somebody gave him a starting opportunity uh, way they, where they are expecting their franchise to be carried to the Super Bowl because of Joe Flacco. It's not going to happen. He's still a backup. But I think we might mistake this idea of a backup quarterback being someone who has sort of a medium ceiling or a low ceiling, whatever it is. I would argue that some backup quarterbacks are just inconsistent. Yeah, they can have some ceilings. But the floor can be very low as well. And I think that's kind of what we saw from Jake Browning. Worst EPA per drop back, total EPA when he started uh, happened in this game. And he had a good CPOE, so he was making some decent throws. And his receivers played well at times, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd for sure. But I think the variance of these wildcard teams is quite high involving these backup quarterbacks. You know, this is something that could also happen with Jacksonville. And I think it's also alluding to this idea that the Jaguars may not be nearly as much of a guarantee with the Panthers if they're going to C.J. Beathard. So if that's the case, then it's really hard to say, all right, well, how do we bet on this stuff? Do we just naturally take the dog? Well, I might argue, okay, if you believe the dog can win this because of high variance by a backup who's the favorite, just take them on the money line, right? Do an alt spread, do something like that. Don't get crazy, but it might be something where a lopsided spread just means a larger payout for you because a backup quarterback's variance is naturally larger. Hmm. I like that. 
I mean, would you go as far as to just take money line, hoping that you're going to get an inconsistent <laughs> performance and be on the right side of it? betting wise. I mean, that's the tough thing about all of these backups. I mean, we've seen so many and, and sometimes like Mason Rudolph, we see a good game. Is he due for a dud against the Seahawks? Like, what are we going to get? It's so hard to know uh week to week with all these backups. Yeah, exactly. By the way, uh, seeing the Jaguars sign Matt Barkley off of the Giants practice squad yesterday, like Barkley's what back year in the league. am I in? Yeah, oh right. Exactly. Gosh. Like I, I should look of way backups, younger. Yeah, what right. In the world, kind of want to back, back Barkley. Why not? Oh, He'll give boy. you a good game. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a joke! Oh my god. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the Ravens are the best team in the league. We know this. But what about the teams behind them? Let's rank the NFL two through six. Our power rankings are next, right here on the BetQL Network.